In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Hey, welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and today I'm connecting with a new friend. You may not be living behind bars, but that doesn't mean that you aren't still living inside a prison of your own mind. Today's guest actually knows what it's like to live in a prison because he once did four years for armed robbery. Today, he's going to share the transformational story, his life story that he's learned while behind bars, and more importantly, how he's been able to apply the three C's of your invisible captivity to your journey as an entrepreneur. Now a sought-after transformational coach and speaker, his passion is about helping others break free of their prison walls and turn adversity into impact and lasting success. Please welcome to the show today's special guest, Eric Salzenstein. Yo, Tony, what's going on? How are you, brother? Oh, man, blessed. Feeling good. Yourself? All right. So, hey, before we jump into too much, let's get the one question out of the way. Every guest has to answer it. What is your definition of success? I think I would say a consistent action-taking process, something that does, it's not one it's not one place, man. I don't think success is one place. I think if you're moving towards something and if you're constantly taking action, you're feeling good about it, you're moving in integrity, you're, you're seeing wins, you're impacting people, you're feeling good about your life, I think, you're, I think you're walking in success. I think it's an ongoing process. All right. I've never asked this question, so it just came to me. Happiness, they say sometimes, <laughs> is like an elusive state, right? It comes and goes. Okay. Being an entrepreneur, how would you relate? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a roller coaster, right? And you have to embrace those, those high. You Obviously, you're loving the highs. You have to embrace the lows because that's when you really learn about yourself. That's when you're pushing. I mean, it's the same with me with my experience. I learned more about myself while I was in prison than, you know, and, and that was the time where I, I was able to create something great. So entrepreneurship, it's it's just this constant, this ebb and flow, constant growing thing. All right. No, I appreciate it. So a little bit um, for me to back up just a little bit, because obviously most people aren't getting out of prison and going on podcasts and just sharing the story. <laughs> I, call, I call them like one in a hundred, maybe, maybe one in 500, right? Right. So something, something happened to you during the process. But before that, I want to just take a glimpse into prior to that, like, how did it get to be armed robbery? How did it get to that point in your life where that was something you decided was a good thing to do? Yeah, decisions, right? Just a a series of decisions that led up. But if we really go back to it, you know, in my childhood, I showed signs of that entrepreneurial spirit, selling candy, selling CDs. I mean, I had the full thing, like I had color coded CDs that you could pick mix CDs, like, I'd write all the names of the songs down. And if you wanted uh, a CD I didn't have, that would obviously, uh, that was an upcharge, right? So I had my upsell. And I mean, 
uh, this was, we're talking sixth grade, right? So if I go back to that time, I know my entrepreneurial spirit could have led me two different directions, but I had some base desires at the core that I was chasing as a child. The desire to feel needed and wanted by my peers, right? And then also to, to have the center of attention. And growing up, I got that a few different ways. A positive way that I was getting it was basketball, right? I was a star and played many sports. Basketball was my bread and butter. And so I'd have the center, I'd be center of attention, knocking down that three as a young kid, like, you know, game winning three, I'd have center of attention, right? I did it through the entrepreneurial thing, selling candy, selling CDs. That's not, that was, that was a good thing. I was, I was learning, you know, money and, and sales and just all that stuff. And I would say again, center of attention, a good thing, right? But when I didn't have the good things to, to get the center of attention, to get that feeling, to feed that feeling of being wanted by my peers, needed by my peers. Well, now how, what was a negative? I would act out in class. That's a negative way, but I would still have center of attention, right? I'd, I'd, I'd have people on, they were laughing at my jokes. I'm, you know, distracting others. And so this was like a constant tug of war through my childhood. I grew up in a, in a great home, loving family. My mom, she taught me God. My dad, he taught me sports. I went to a Catholic school and this, this, this tug of war continued up until high school. And I don't know about you, Tony, but I mean, in high school, selling candy is not really, I don't know, I, you know, it just wasn't a cool thing. Selling and, dime bags is probably more like it. <laughs> so at this point, like I came to a crossroads because, you know, it, it just wasn't, um, I wasn't getting the same response that I was before. And so I had to do something different. And so I had, at this point, I had, you know, started dabbling in some weed, smoking on the weekends. And in ninth grade freshman year, I was playing three different basketball teams. One was a traveling team, AAU. Another one was local FBBA, another organization. And the third one was my high school team. And I guess I just got burnt out, man. And I broke my dad's heart. I basically just said, and he was my coach on the local team. He drove me to all my practices. This guy was committed to my success as an athlete. And I basically just quit. And I just told him, I'm done, man. I'm done playing sports. I'm done, you know, at that time it was just basketball. And um, I wanted to focus on my friends and, and social life and whatnot. And so when I quit, I basically replaced that positive center of attention and, and all that stuff with a very negative one. I started selling weed. And it just escalated. So all through high school, I branched out to other high schools. I got kids underneath me as I went up in, in class. I got kids underneath me to start selling for me. And I just got bigger. And I really, I became obsessed with it, right? Because I mean, just like an entrepreneur becomes obsessed with growing the business and impacting more lives and contributing in a positive way. I became obsessed with being the, the drug dealer from the suburbs and making a name for myself and, you know, whatever. And I was just so confused, man, so lost. I lacked identity. I lacked a true sense of confidence. I, you know, just, and, and I went down the rabbit hole bad, man. You said a couple of things. And I just got to say, thing, man, I appreciate your honesty because I think you're going to help people today. And that's what I love about you, how I got a chance to know you. We'll tell that story in just a few, but you were talking about needed and wanted, right? And I remember a, a buddy of mine early in recovery, Dale, texted me one day. I, I'm in Colorado at the time. He's in California. And he says, you know, God spare me from the desire to seek love, acceptance, and approval. Amen. Oh, wow. 
And that has stuck with me so much. So when you were speaking that, I was like, it so resonates with me because there's something inside of us that craves attention. At least I know I was a little kid. Like I'd always knew how to work the system, get what I wanted from my mom, work the system, get whatever I wanted from my dad. Like I knew the fundamentals of that. And then mix that with your passion, right? Of like, shoot, I'm just going to replace one thing with something else. And you didn't really replace anything because you always had the desire and the drive. So like the thing behind it was still there. It was like as an obsession. You're like, yes, I get the replacement idea, but the obsession of the mind, when I'm reading your kind of intro today, I'm reading something about helping people to break free of their prison walls and turn their adversity into impact. And going from one thing of your dad and quitting and moving on to something else and then building an empire, a business, you had other schools and everybody else slinging with you. Next thing you know, you're like, you're kind of at your game. You're playing it again. It's an obsession. You're like trying to figure it out. Was there like a moment in there, any time where you felt like, shit, I shouldn't do this. I need to do something else. Or were you so caught up in the locomotive, the train going down the tracks that it was almost inevitable, like you just kind of had to crash and burn? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so after high school, I started diving into some other stuff. Florida had a pill epidemic that swept through uh, documentaries on, I think the most famous ones, the uh, Oxycontin Express. Basically, doctors are writing prescriptions for painkillers, oxycodons, and all that stuff. And so it was extremely lucrative. 27,642, I believe was the number I saw. I just watched that special the other night. Oh, wow. Okay. Like a patient went in over like a two year span was prescribed. Yeah. It's an, it's incredible. We were, we were literally, there was no system in place. So we would go from one doctor to the next. I mean, I had one lady that I was taking to multiple doctors to get multiple prescriptions and we just fill them at different pharmacies. There was no like universal system in place to track all that stuff. And how about today? Yeah, you can't do, you can't do, I mean, it's still bad. Heroin has went way up because of the restraints they put on the, on the doctor shopping is what they called it. And, but it's still definitely prevalent. It's still ruining lives. And so it still definitely hits home when I, when I hear about anybody dealing with it or going through it. But for me to, to go back to that, I, I went down that rabbit hole, which created, I mean, this brought on a whole nother animal, right? And I mean, it's not to say that weed was all right, but it's, it's just a different ball game. And so now when I have the pills in the mix, a little cocaine over here, I still got the weed business. I'm dealing with a different type of person. And then I started actually using the pills. So now you become, I, I, I got addicted. So you become dependent on that. And then the amount of money, it's like creating a lifestyle for you. So you've got, you know, it's one hand washes the other. It's this vicious cycle. And, it, and there was times where I'm like, man, like I, I've really got to pull back on this. I got to step away from this. Something's going to happen. But the lifestyle that I had built at that point, and then the dependence that I had going on on the drugs, the addiction, it just didn't allow me to. So there were times where I knew that this was going to go and end badly. And, and you know what's really crazy is to a certain extent, anybody selling drugs, they have to kind of be okay with going to jail or going to prison. They have to because they know that is a huge, that's, that's the risk, right? And it risk versus reward. And so in the back of my head, I knew that that's kind of where this was leading if I were to get caught for sure. And I just, it, it wasn't enough weight to overpower the addiction and the lifestyle that I built up. And, and, and so that it just kept me, it kept me going basically. It's crazy. You were saying like everything was going good until I became like basically a product of the product, which you know, yeah. 
yep. anybody like will tell you like you can't do that because right like it it speeds up everything every issue that comes up especially when it's drugs so all of that then eventually got you into a position because I, I want to move past your past but your past yeah. holds a message that has really propelled you to where you're at today being a transformational coach and speaker got a chance to watch you on stage locally in Colorado just I saw your brother and that was really cool. I didn't know he had a brother and that was cool. <laughs> building a deeper relationship and I want to come to it now, but I'm going to back up in just a minute. He said, and this is why I want to go back. He said, wait for my brother. He's going to like, he's going to crush it. And you were the 10th speaker in a speak off. All right. I'm going to leave it there. We're going to come back in just a minute. So <laughs> arm robbery. Yeah. Something so, goes down. I don't need yeah. to know all the deets. I just know something goes down, you get a sentence for four years. Yeah, basically in a nutshell, without all the details, it was, uh, it was, a, it was labeled as a drug deal gone bad. So I wasn't out, you know, robbing convenience stores or innocent civilians, so to speak. Uh, it was in the world I was in. I had some problems with another drug dealer and so went down that and, 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 and chose to do that and um, basically got uh, roped in. About took them two weeks. They put together the case, surrounded my house. And two weeks later, and boom. So now I'm facing life in prison because the charge is punishable by life in the state of Florida. So I'm, I'm facing life. And at this point, like my back is officially against the wall. Like everything came crashing down. I mean, you can, I mean, it's one, it's, it's one thing when you're playing house. It's another thing when it's the real deal. And like it's, I'm now, it's, it's here. And so I'm scared. I'm shell-shocked. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. And through some, a series of events, and I, I mean, nothing short of, uh, it's hard to say a miracle, but just definitely God. I, I told this, I'll share this little detail. I, I told my dad on the phone in county jail, I said, dad, I know I'm going away. I don't know for, we don't know for how long yet. I want to do whatever amount of time God wants me to do. Not a day before, not a day, not a, I don't want to get out a day earlier. I don't want to do a day more. I just want the amount of time that God wants me to do to change my life. That was my thought process. I accepted it and um, definitely had some breaks in the case. And the offer that was made was the minimum time you can get on that charge is three year sentence. And this was the first time that I had been in serious trouble with the court. So they definitely had some leniency and they offered me a year over the minimum, four years. Uh, and, and I extend, and my, my, my attorney says, if you don't take that, I'm dropping the case. You can figure it out on your own. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, my dad said, all right, let's do this thing. And um, I think it was harder on my, my mom and uh, sisters than, than it was for me. And, and my dad definitely, you know, he, 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 he showed up. Uh, with a big heart and ready to ready to you know do this thing with me and so I accepted that plea and that's when the journey started all right so you go in four years yeah. get out what's your day like the moment you get out of prison after being you know incarcerated for four years I went and got a gym membership I think the day of I don't I don't can't remember if it was the day of or the next day. It might've been the next, oh, I, oh, I called. I called around to gyms the, the day of. I got the membership the next day. But the first night out, I actually made a YouTube video. So not knowing anything about, you know, social media besides just a little bit that I, you know, I had a basic account back before, but I was not like an influencer or I wasn't doing posts to add value. It was just, you know, so none of that, that world was never introduced to me. But I decided, let me get on camera and just share this. And so I got on camera. My I actually, I think the name of the video is called First Day Out. 
uh, or something like that, first day out of prison. And I hopped on and just did a video. On my I was at my mom's condo here in Orlando, and I was on the porch, and I did a video on uh, first day out of prison and uploaded that to YouTube. What came of that video? Nothing really came of that video. I mean, it got, you know, what, I don't even know how many views it has. I haven't been using YouTube. It's something I do plan on getting back to for all you guys out there listening. But so, yeah, nothing came of that video. Here, you know what? Here's what came of the video. I felt really, really good about it. And I said, this is, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep feeding this. I got to keep sharing. I got to keep letting people know what, what I went through, how I created this change. Somebody needs to hear this story. I need to, and, and that was all of a sudden, that was the desire. This, you go back to obsession and burning desire. It slowly built up to where like, I felt like that's what I just needed to, to keep talking and keep speaking. No, you know, Eric, I, I got to tell you, you know, there's something magical when you make a decision. And I think the journey that I've heard today, the ultimate clarity for me is prior to you going to prison when you had that conversation with your dad and talking about God, whatever that is, a day early, day late, whatever he's ready, not when I'm ready. That was the magic. Yeah. So many people are trying to manipulate time to work on our side. We'll, we'll do a little less. We'll do a little bit more. We'll do whatever we can to hustle and get ahead. But in reality, it's all timing. Sure. And, you know, not knowing much about YouTube, you come out, you're like, hey, let me just share, right? So this is where I think we start breaking free of the limiting beliefs we have and start asking for help in areas that we don't know. And, you know, I'm sitting here like, I'm interested, man. I'm interested in how you you went from being locked up to helping people be free in their minds so that they can live a life of fulfillment, how uh, they can have impact, they can overcome adversity. I mean, it resonates with my story. But what I'm going to do, Eric, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to pick up more as we come down Success Mountain with today's special guest, Eric. So stick around the Be Fulfilled podcast show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. And I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Tony and Eric. We are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. Tony Grubmeyer today, guest Eric Salzenstein. And man, locked up in prison, getting out, doing time, making a YouTube video. Don't really care about the numbers, but really care about the transformation he personally went through to then the impact that he's having in the world and making it a better place by saying, hey, we can avoid some of those things and we can help you break free and uh, you can gain that upper edge. You live out in Florida still. How's that been for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready for a change. I love Florida. It's, it's, but yeah, I'm, Denver was great going out there. My brother's out in Denver, went to uh, San Diego for a uh, mastermind out there, really enjoyed that time. So seeing some different places, North Carolina, went over there for an event. Like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready for a change, but Florida, we're, we're still rocking it. Let's get into some tough stuff for you. And I think it's going to be really helpful for today. Anybody listening, you know, your, I call it your pot of misery or pit of misery like you you had what most people probably will never face is like their bottom right 
they may have a divorce or they may lose a job or they, somebody, you know, dies or whatever. But like, you're literally stuck in a cell with you or maybe a couple of inmates or whatever for four freaking years. And they tell you basically pretty much everything you have to do in those four years. When to go to the bathroom, when to eat, like it's all structured out. So now you break out of that and you get to the reality of the new world, which is like this new opportunity. How does one overcome that first bit of adversity so they don't end up where they came from? Yeah, yeah, man. So for me, it was just going back and resting on my foundation, resting on my principles, resting on the blueprint, resting on the same stuff that I used in prison to create my change, to create my transformation. I just rested and went back and and ran that over and over again in what I was doing. And uh, I started to see success. I was was a server at a restaurant and I was applying my principles and uh, rose to the top sales in every single category for that individual restaurant. And I ended up moving to a little bit higher price point tier restaurant, did really good there, basically the same thing. And then I moved up to a fine dining restaurant this was, I had no experience with wine knowledge. I was definitely over my head. This was, this was a, a new space for me. And I just, I stayed at it, ended up becoming about a year later, uh, ended up becoming third in the country in sales for this restaurant, that specific chain uh, and all the restaurants they have around the country being third in sales in the company there. So, you know, again, it's like, just, I kept going back to what I used inside and now applying it into my everyday life. And, and I was seeing success and I just kept riding that out. So yeah, not letting the, the, the scarlet letter that, you know, that I had on me, this convicted felon, this ex-convict, like not letting that weigh me as my identity, but moving and my identity was who I am as, and how I show up every day. Like that's, that's Eric Salzenstein, not the con, not, not, ex-convict Eric Salzenstein. Yeah, because what you did, you did. But what you've learned from it and what you do today, you had to go through it because it was probably the bottom that you needed so you could spring forward into, you know, the person that was a man of faith, the person who's always was a good guy, who just got caught up in some of the crap that life sometimes throws at us. And, and you know, I've been on the freeway not meaning to go faster than the rest of the cars. <laughs> And somebody revs their engine or runs past you and they kind of look at you and you look back at them. And next thing you know, I'm driving faster than I normally do. And you know, you can get busted for that kind of stuff. So now that you're back in your kind of your lane, yeah. um, where is this thing about like, I want to go impact the world and, and help others avoid my pitfalls. Is that something that, you know, was in prison? You thought, Hey, I should do this. Or did you just really say to yourself, I need to get myself right. And then the next things just came from that. Yeah. So in prison, I had no idea what a mastermind was. I didn't, I mean, I knew of like, I knew of you, you go and listen to speakers, talk motivation. Like I knew that world, but I didn't know what mastermind were, think tanks were, these, these high ticket workshops or anything, but I was running those in prison. I mean, I did a, with four people in the dorm, I put together and did a uh, John C. Maxwell, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. We ran that as a, as a mastermind in the dorm. And then I, we were setting up events. So through the warden, we were getting events approved on the compound to do basically like, it was all positive. So I would speak, we'd have the choir, the, 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 the church, the chapel band would come and they would jam out and we'd have some like, you know, positive uh, talents like rapping or whatever the, you know, whatever anybody else wanted to bring to the table. But I mean, we, we put together Thanksgiving, like um, a 5k run of gratitude and everybody 
had a piece of paper that they would write what they were grateful for. And that's what they ran the 5k around the rec yard. That's what they ran for. I mean, we were putting together some, some really cool stuff. And this is, you know, this was after I found my gift of speaking in there. And what also happened was people started to recognize I was operating to a different beat. Mm. And so I'd have people come up to me and like, Hey man, I want a little bit more of what you got going on. Like, I see you're like, what do you do? Like, how, what are you up to, man? Like, kind of give me the secret sauce type of thing. And I had worked with one guy and the officer came around one day after a few weeks working with him. And the, and the two things we were working on was wanted to calm him down. He was always very, just all over the place, right? Sporadic. He was getting into trouble and getting into fights. And so we wanted to calm him down, nerves and all that stuff. And just, and, and an officer was walking around the bunk area, came by us and said, Herbs, I just want to let you know, man, you've been doing really good lately. You seem like you've been just more calm, more relaxed. Like, I don't know what you've got going on, but keep it up. And we looked at each other and we were smiling from ear to ear. We bumped fists and I called my brother that night and I said, dude, I think I need to become a therapist. Hmm. And wow. Jeff, yeah, Jeff's like, listen, you don't have to go to school. You don't have to be a therapist. We'll, I'll, I'll help you. You know, if you want to impact others, I'll show you the way. He's been in the space of life coaching and high performance coaching for a while. And so that's where that seed was, you know, starting to, to, to take root. And then when I got out after seeing success and I, I, I got in the bodybuilding and fitness space. So I built my body up and, and created a, you know, a, a, a physical transformation along with the mental, all of a sudden the working with people, the coaching just kind of fell in my lap. And that's when, that's when that started to gain traction and gain momentum. You know, Eric, man, I just got to say, thank you. Thank you for being transformational in your, your movements towards, I think your purpose in life. Um, thanks for sharing, you know, adversity and overcoming, you know, all sorts of stuff that we don't know what we don't know. And by the time we're, we're like sitting in it, we realize, man, I've got a tool. I've got a vehicle. I'm not powerless. I'm powerful. There you go. And I get all of that right through my creator. And I, I get the humbling, you know, opportunity every single day to remember, you know, I've seen you, you got tattoos, you know, where you've been, you know, what you've done, you know, you've gone through. And they show up probably for you in unique ways too. Like, you know, kind of some of the stories behind them. The stories you're sharing today are like that in a lot of ways for people because people can relate to little chunks. They don't have to eat the whole elephant. They take a couple bites and they're like, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. What, what's the biggest kind of like thing at your age right now that is the legacy you are leaving for people to follow? What, what's the biggest thing that you've made available or have had become available in your lifetime that is like your legacy for others to follow? Wow, man, that is a question right there. Powerful question. I definitely want to show people that your past, your mistakes, your challenges, your adversity, they're all, a very, all of them, every single one of them have, have been there to serve you. And no matter how bad it may seem, it's up to you to find the gold. It's up, for you, up to you to find the lesson. And if you have the right perspective and you attack it in the right way, you're going to grow from it. And now you can harness that energy. You can use that to propel you forward. You can use that to create what it is that you're looking to, to create in your life. You don't have to feel like any of these things. You mess up. Like anything is, is holding you back. 
and is keeping you. It's, it's, it's all here to serve us. And, um, you know, another big thing is just small steps, man. Like don't overthink it. We don't, we don't, we don't have to have it all figured out, but just take action. Don't ever feel like you're stuck. It can be the smallest of steps, but that can create momentum into the next step, into the next, the next thing you know, you have a, a full blown change on your hands. We don't have to have it all figured out. Now that is some simple but very useful help, <laughs> yeah. right? With tools like Google and YouTube, you can pretty much Google anything and figure out by watching somebody tell you how they did it or what they learned from it on YouTube. So you got these tools today. So let's talk about full circle coming back when I got a chance to meet you. It just seems like yesterday, but it was just you know a few months back. Uh, I got a chance to see you and then I instantly was gravitating towards this, this person because I resonated with your story. Like I, that's the power of a story is it has an opportunity to cut through so much noise. In my program of recovery, we talk about listen for the similarities, not the differences. And when I heard you speak and then just had you share about like the legacy and what you're going to leave, like, I feel like there's so much of what I'm after in this world you're doing. And I just want to give you that platform now to share a little bit how you got to come to an event and literally go on stage. And what'd you have like five minutes to tell your story? Yeah. The, well, the first two rounds were three minutes. And then if you make it to top 10 out of the hundred people, they give you an additional two minutes if you want to use. And you basically have like 24 hours to add those two minutes in for the finals, which is that Saturday night. How do you so, feel like if I put you on the clock right now and said, go, could you tell that story? Man, we could, uh, we could go for it. I'm open for it if you want to get there. No, I do because I want people to hear it and resonate because it was so captivating for me. I'm just going to let you roll the mic and just right. let you do your deal. I messed up. I was facing life in prison for armed robbery and what the detectives labeled as a drug deal gone bad. Judge looking down at me, disappointment on her face as if I was her own son. I had on a navy blue jumpsuit. Shackles ran from my ankles up to my wrists and around my waist. But you know the thing is, I had no business being there. I shouldn't have been there. I came from a good home, a loving family. Uh, my mom, she taught me God. My dad, he taught me sports. I shouldn't have been there. But yet, there I was. Goosebumps ran down my arms from the chill of the courtroom, and the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up from the anticipation of the gavel finally slamming down. I knew I messed up. And I was about to lose my freedom because of it. After being sentenced to four years in state prison, the roller coaster of emotions only intensified, as you can imagine. But you know what? The truth is, I lost my freedom long before that day in the courtroom. And what I discovered is that we can be in prison without physically being in prison. We can be chained down by our addictions and destructive habits. We can be restricted by our fears and insecurities. We can be restrained by our limiting beliefs and negative mindset. 
I am now on a mission to share my story with schools and businesses across the country and introduce the break-free mindset to everyone. Six months into my sentence, I realized that I had to face my biggest enemy up until that point, myself. At times, have you ever felt like you could be your own worst enemy? Well, I made a decision, a decision that I was going to do whatever it took to change my life. And for the next three and a half years, I relentlessly pursued all things growth. I discovered a hidden talent for public speaking I had no idea existed. I was published in a local newspaper for a speech contest against two other prisons. And I'll just say that the good thing about speaking in prisons is your audience is completely captive. <laughs> so that, that works for you. Now, I was also setting up events. We we're running workshops in hopes that others, that other inmates would also make a decision to break free. That was the name of my talk, uh, Break Free, which did not go over well with the guards at all. We, we worked through that, though. So my challenge, my call to action for you today is ask yourself, what is holding you back? And make a decision to change just like I did in that cell because you no longer have to feel trapped by anything. You have the option to go from prison to prosperity. Thank you. You're so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so I actually dropped the whole line in there, like a whole little section. I think I dropped most of the additional two minutes that I, that I Dude, used. Dude, it's awesome. You, you did it. <laughs> but here's the aha moment, right? You got nothing but time in your mind. You got nothing but time in your mind, but you don't have any time to do it unless you actually get clarity on what it is that you want to do. Yeah. So thank you. And what I want to do right now, Eric, is I want to drop you into the fulfillment round. It's a bunch of random questions. Oh man, the hot seat. That have no weight on your shoulders other than you, you got to answer. <laughs> right. I'm not handcuffing you to any of these, but I'm asking you that you at least pick and I'm trying something new in this segment with you specifically, a little bit of this or that. All right, let's do it. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right, you ready? So yep. big guy over here, Eric, you know, transformational coach and speaker, gets the shot of a lifetime back on the free throw line to win the championship game. And the prize, if you win, is a day with Tony Robbins or Richard Branson. Tony Robbins all day, man. All day. All right. Coke or Pepsi? I've got some bad experiences with Coke, so we're going with Pepsi. <laughs> uh, would I catch you riding in a Chevy or a Ford? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I'll just go with Ford. Yeah. Okay. Hip hop or country music? Hip hop. Hip hop. Yep. Sorry, bud. All the country fans out there, I apologize. I'll listen to a good dirt road anthem, but we're, we're going hip hop. Ladies and gentlemen, that is today's special guest, Eric Salzenstein. And man, I got to say thank you. Uh, we're going to put how you can follow Eric in the show notes over at TonyGrebmeyer.com. Uh, you'll find out how to connect with him on social media, follow up with him. If you're looking to book a talented, just motivating, and I don't like necessarily using inspirational because inspiration is kind of like deodorant. It wears off after a while. That's why you want the <laughs> actionable. And he's got the three C's of your invisible captivity to uh, your journey as an entrepreneur. And he's got some just amazing things in the works. And I want you to get connected today with Eric and let him know that you heard about Eric on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. And uh, when you review us on iTunes, leave Eric a comment specifically about the impact he had and he made in your life, just listening to him and even giving his speech. And what I want to say, Eric, as we, we journey to the next chapter, which is, you know, from here, we can keep moving forward. That's what I love about life. You know, no matter what we did, we have an opportunity to, to grow from it. Man, it's been awesome just watching you from the short period of time I've gotten to know you. You live out this work in all things that you do from, you know, restaurants to how you, how you show up on instant, you know, Instagram or social media or from the stories that I hear you tell me on the phone. I just got to say thank you for being transparent, authentic, and the real deal. Thank you, man. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm glad I can serve and uh, here, here to do exactly that. So I appreciate what you're doing and your movement. And yeah, definitely uh, very grateful to be here with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Eric Salzenstein. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.